There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning in to our first ever Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. What a blessing it is to be able to come to you via the podcast on this Thanksgiving day. I know a lot has been said about Thanksgiving. I've been reading a little bit in the news and of course, uh, those that have attacked the tradition of Thanksgiving, and of course, everything is racist today, and so Thanksgiving is racist. But the reality is the very underlines of Thanksgiving were to sit down and enjoy the bounty that God had given them, uh, a winter of starvation, a winter of many dying of hunger, and the next year when the seeds came up and God provided the bounty, and they shared that with their neighbors, those they had made friends with. And so what a blessing it is to have the tradition we hold in America of Thanksgiving, how we ought to thank the Lord. And again, it was almost 400 plus years ago uh, that the pilgrims came over and landed at Plymouth Rock 402 years ago. And so the tradition of Thanksgiving, some say it was the first year, some the second year, but we're right at 400 years of Thanksgiving in America. And what a privilege that is. What an opportunity we have to not only share the truth about Thanksgiving and the thankfulness that God has has put in us as believers, but we can also tell others of the goodness of God and the bounty that God gives. And it's not just the material things. There's so many people think it's just the material things, but it is the spiritual. It's those inward workings that God gives. It's the inward working of God that he does in every believer's life. And what a privilege it is to know him. What a great God we have. What a great God we serve. How we bless his name. We praise him for this Thanksgiving day. We're going to go back to Psalm 115. I planned on doing all of it in yesterday's podcast but I ended up running out of time. And so I'll just touch on this briefly and uh, hopefully keep a little bit shorter for a podcast for Thanksgiving so that you can spend more time with your family, more time eating, and hopefully more time uh, minding your stomach during your nap. And so we go to Psalm 115 again. And he said in verse 9, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And so he speaks in the first part of the chapter of the gods of this world. And the unseeing God, the unhearing God, the unfeeling God, that dead God, that God that is lifeless, he speaks of him. But then he challenges Israel, and he says, a trust in the Lord. That's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. He is their help and their shield. And can I say the same Lord that helped Israel is the same great God of heaven that helps us today. And that's just the reality. He has never changed. He's the unchangeable God. And he says, O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So he tells the priesthood, trust in the Lord. Just believe what God says. And again, uh, Brother Maury, and I've said it many times on the podcast, but preached that great message several years back, which was a help to many of us. You cannot trust someone you do not believe in. And when you trust the Lord, it's because you believe him. 
And once you believe him, then you can trust him. But so many people are trying to trust the Lord, but they don't believe. They're trying to trust someone they can't put confidence in. And the confidence is the fact that you believe them. And so he tells the house of Israel, tells the house of Aaron to just trust the Lord. And they ought to believe him. They have the laws of God, but them given the oracles of God, they ought to believe God. And yet he challenges them with this trust. He says, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. That's the rest of us there. So he talks about Israel. He talks about the house of Aaron, that priesthood. But then he says, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. So if you're not in the Levitical priesthood and you're not a son of Aaron, you're not of Israel, well, if you fear the Lord, then you can trust in the Lord. And that's an admonition to you and how we thank God for that. You know, as we preach the podcast today, we have many friends all around this country and in other countries that right now are suffering with affliction. Uh, we have friends that have recently diagnosed with cancer, friends that have diagnosed with blood clots and very major and serious maladies and great sicknesses that could eventually overthrow them, take their life. And there's nothing more serious. There's nothing more sobering. Yet the Word of God told us that we trust in the Lord, for He is our help, and He is our shield, and the Lord will be a help and a shield to them that trust Him, and all how we ought to trust Him, how we ought to believe the Word of God. What God said He would do, God is not only able to do, but God also will do. He said, the Lord hath been mindful of us, and you know, I could probably stop and preach there for quite a while, how the Lord hath been mindful of us that in my very lowest state, the Lord would be mindful of me. That in my absolute worst condition, the Lord would be mindful of me. When I was dead in trespasses and sins, the Lord was mindful of me. The grace of God hath appeared to all men everywhere. And how do they do that? Teaching us to dine on godliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. That's the goodness of God, that God would consider that sinner in his lost estate but even now that I'm a child of God, now that I've been saved with the good grace of God, and let me just go ahead and blast that while we're here. We're not all the sons of God. Uh, many are the sons of hell. Many listening even to this are the sons of the devil. You're not a son of God. You're not a child of God. You've been born of God. And when you've been in Jesus Christ, you're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And until you're in Christ, you're a child of hell. And that's just the reality of Scripture. And yet God's good to you. Yet God is faithful to you. Yet the Lord is mindful of you. And then he said, he will bless us. You know, a lot of people get the overflow blessings. The Lord blesses the church. The Bible-believing church, the Lord blesses. There are lost people that go to the house of God, and they're blessed because they're in the Bible-believing church. It's an overflow blessing, if you will. I'm not trying to sound like a Pentecostal nutcase, but it is an overflow. You go to the house of God. God's people worship. God's people praise. God's people pray. God's people study. God's people preach. God's people hear. And even lost people can receive the blessing of that. Oh, how we ought to praise the Lord for that. If you're lost without Christ, listen to the podcast today. You might be a twofold child of hell, but let me just say this to you. God is a God of mercy, and God is a God that's desirous of you to come to repentance. And God has thought of you. God's mind has been towards you. And he goes on, he says, he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. It doesn't matter how lowly you're esteemed, how low you may think you are, how low others may think you are. God will bless those that fear him. You don't have to be highly esteemed. Again, 
We started off this chapter, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name, give glory. Whether men hold you in high esteem or in low esteem, you yourself can experience the goodness of God. You can know the goodness of God. You can see the work of God. And all that men would fear God, all that men would come to the knowledge of the fear of the Lord, that the Lord can bless them because they have minded his name as the Lord has minded them. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And are any of us not blessed of the Lord? You know, our nation is an overflow, I believe, because of the saints of God. You go to third world countries, and it's not that they're under the curse. It's just they've never believed God. They've never had preachers come and preach truth. They've had religion, and they've had cults, and they've had those gold and silver idols, and they don't have the blessings of God. And their poverty abounds, and wickedness abounds, and vileness abounds. I've been to those places where men just don't glorify God, and they don't praise the name of God. And even though there's just a remnant left in America, you know that overflows into our nation? that remnant that does obey God, that remnant that does fear the Lord, those God-fearing people that pray over this country, God still blesses this nation in spite of this nation because there are enough saints of God praying that they. I believe this nation receives the overflow of the blessing of the saints of God. You don't have to agree with that. I'm not making some kind of dogmatic statement about that. But the Lord blesses us and the Lord increases us. And then in verse 16, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. That's why the Lord blesses us. The earth he has given to the children of men. God wants to bless us on this earth, but he cannot bless that which he has cursed. And there's things that he has cursed. And there are things on this earth that are cursed. There are men that he has cursed. There are nations he has cursed. We don't know those things. God knows those things. But those of us that fear the Lord are blessed of God. And how we ought to thank him and we ought to praise him and know that he's holy and know that he's just and know that he's righteous. Sinners know that God is just. Those without Christ know that God is just. They see him. They don't fear him, but they know that he's just. I heard recently some celebrities in an interview I, I was listening to, and they were joking about going to hell. And the one man said, you know, we're certainly going to hell. The other man said, oh, he said, we're, we're going to, what do you say? Something about along the lines, we're going to have a lot of trouble when this life's over. And then the other man very soberly actually nodded and, and said, you know, he said, he says, we probably are in a lot of trouble. And there's a sobriety to it. You know why? They knew somewhere deep in their conscience, they knew there's a holy God they'll have to answer to. But yet they love sin. They love unrighteousness. They've forsaken God. He said, the dead praise not the Lord. Let that be a message for us this Thanksgiving. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. And so the dead can't praise him. So who needs to praise him? The living. All the living, those that are alive, those that have life, those that have been born of God, those that have passed from death unto life, they ought to praise him. They ought to bless his name. They ought to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Just say, blessed be the name of the Lord. How we bless the name of the Lord God. The dead can't praise him. There's no life left in them. There's no breath left in them. There's nothing to praise him for. But in verse 18, he says, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And then he closed this chapter with three words for this Thanksgiving podcast. Praise the Lord. Oh, how we ought to bless his name how we ought to thank him, how we ought to praise him. 
I could go through just a list of things and in my own life that God would consider my meager state and come to where I was and save me in my lost condition. And by the way, God has never saved anybody outside of their lost condition. He came into this world to save sinners, the Apostle Paul said, of whom I am chief. He came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And God came. He didn't call me in my righteous condition. He didn't call me in my saintly condition. He didn't call me in my good person condition. God came and saved me when I was a sinner. And he came to where I was in my meager condition, just like Zacchaeus. He called. And when he said, come, I came. And listen, it wasn't my work. It was his work. But when he said call and he had came and I saw the son of man lifted up and I realized that Jesus Christ is that only hope. He is the way, the truth, and the life. My friend, I repented. It came to him and my life was forever changed. And I began 25 and a half years of walking with him and a journey with him and my life with him and my life hid in Christ. And oh, what a privilege and oh, what a blessing it is. And I ought to praise him for that. And God put me full time in the ministry. And I will praise him for that. Again, I don't know how or why he would call just an an idiot. He would call a foolish man. He would call a man that has shamed him and brought a reproach to him and embarrassed him. and, And yet God would call me. And then not only call me, but then put me in the ministry. And then God would send me on the road to preach this glorious gospel to the nation and send me all over this world to preach. And then and mostly since I've been married, God sent me a wife, and he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. I found a good thing in my wife, and I want to praise him for that. And those of you that don't have a spouse, maybe you're looking for a spouse, hold out for the right one. God will give you the right person, and it'll bring a joy to your heart, a joy to your life, and then God blesses with children. And for a while, we'd know we could have children. We had trouble and we had problems. And my wife had to have surgery and, and not even married a year. And she had to go into the knife. And we were wondering if God would ever bless us with children. Now God's given us three children. And one of them just came in here and looked at me like I was crazy for yelling on the podcast and yelling at my computer. And I rejoice that God's given us those children. But can I say to you, my friend, those are all things of this earth. Those are all things that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. I've known wicked men that had good wives. I've known wicked men that had children and had happy homes. I've known men that denied the very goodness of God, but yet they had a peace and a joy in their home. But it wasn't the peace that passes all understanding. It wasn't the joy of the Lord that is their strength. It wasn't a wife wrought of God and that God put in their life. And it wasn't children to be raised in the admonition of God and raised in the fear of the Lord. That's a blessing from the Lord that God would put them under us and that God would put them in our life and that God would give them to us to raise. Brother William said to me many years ago, Brother McVeigh, you don't have to raise hellish children. You can raise children for the glory of God. And oh, how we ought to bless the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Some of you have grandchildren raised in the house of God for the glory of God. What a blessing that is. And oh, how we see the goodness of God. And we ought to praise him. This Thanksgiving, would you just praise him? Would you audibly praise him? Would you just rejoice in the good? Send a friend of your lost without Christ. Why don't you just go ahead and praise the Lord? And I know that people say, well, I'm not worthy to praise him. Can I say to you, I've been saved now for, for 25 and a half, going on 26 years, and I still don't feel worthy to praise him. But let me tell you something. He's worthy to be praised. He, Jesus Christ himself is worthy to be exalted. He is worthy to be extolled. He is worthy to be magnified in praise. And my friend, even if you're lost without Christ, it would help 
help you more than it would hurt you to lift up your hands to heaven. Just say, Lord, I want to praise you. I want to thank you for your goodness to me. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Happy Thanksgiving. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.